Good morning, good afternoon to wherever and whenever you're listening. My name's Bede. And my name is Ollie. And this is the Triple C podcast where we cover cars, cameras, and other general cool shit. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode five. Yeah, it's becoming a bit of a bit of a thing now. Yeah. All right. Um, Start us off. We, we kick off with cars. Um, do we? Do we really? We usually do. Yeah. Don't want to change it up? No, okay. it's not. <laughs> that would have been a weird spring into you if I was just like, righto, let's talk about this Fuck first. And it was just cameras and you were just sitting there just dumbfounded at what's going on. Probably wouldn't have taken me very long to adjust. but I don't know, babe. Are you adjustable? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, continue. kicking things off today is the Mercedes... Uh, GLE 53 4Matic SUV. Um, Tell us about it, Bede. It's the first 53 label to the family SUV range. Mm. Um, it's going to be available the E53 and the CLS 53 yeah. so far. Um, the performance is a little bit higher than the 43 badged one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. It's got a... The newest thing and the most exciting thing, I guess, is there's a new three-liter inline-six petrol engine mm-hmm. with twin turbochargers, which pushes out 320 kilowatts and 520 newton meters of torque. Yep. It's also got um, a Mercedes EQ Boost hybrid electric duo systemy thing, that which a, that's their 48 volt mild hybrid system. Hey, yeah, and it contributes an, uh, an additional 16 kilowatts and 250 meters uh, new meters torque. Which okay, is, what's our what's our zero to 100? Uh, our zero to 100, let's see, I don't I have it on the top of my head. Ah, uh, claim to be 5.3 seconds, not bad, pretty good. Big, and it's um, a big SUV to fuel consumption 9.4 liters for 100 Ks, pretty good, pretty good for a big SUV with that. Well, fast, big SUV, nice motor, whatnot. Mm. Um, price I don't think I've got the price here I've got the price What's the price? It's um, for Australia About 167000 Right That's uh, that's up there mm. Yes <laughs> <laughs> mm, Yes um, ah, It looks, it's looks good a It's pocket, got a bit of pocket um, money <laughs> AMG styled seats mm. Got some uh, cool panora- uh, panoramic sunroof Wireless phone charging is um, like with the base model, electric standard, adjustable yeah. seats, standard. Um, it's obviously got their new infotainment system, which is great. Yeah, and, and adding into the new infotainment system, which is cool, it's got like a big 12.3 inch touch the screen, touch screen display. Yeah. Um, they've got something, I don't know if it's new for just this Mercedes or a few other Mercedes have it, but they've got this um, Mercedes Me Connect app where you can lock the car start the engine, track your car, do all sorts of stuff through your phone. Oh. So your phone acts as like a set of keys. Because I, I know a lot of cars now have the feature where you can start your car off your key fob. Mm, so yeah. that can get warm while you're getting towards it. But now you can do that with your phone. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's got like, you know, the self-parking, self-driving, really good surround sound, uh, surround view cameras. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks good. I mean, obviously expensive, yeah, 160 grand, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely nice. <laughs> Entry-level sort of AMG performance nice. model. I like it. It's 30 grand more than the old AMG GLE 43, mm. which is significant. <laughs> I just don't know about Mercedes SUVs. Uh, I don't mind them. I probably wouldn't get one. I think I'd get an X5. I just like BMW. 
yep. a little bit more. Um, I like the X3M and the X4M. Yeah, that's they're nice. my favorite car. Yeah, favorite SUVs. Oh, not favorite SUVs, but they're really. I think they're really good SUVs. Yeah, and they're basically in that same price category, but you're getting a shitload more performance. Yeah. They yeah. obviously no hybrid system, but from what I was reading, it the hybrid system does pretty much fuck all on that Mercedes anyway. Oh really? Okay, yeah. Not well, really. have you seen the cockpit? It looks real quite nice. The, the yeah, new does. info um, system looks great. The dash. It is. I will say that it, the new the new BMW infotainment system is great, but that new Mercedes infotainment is just spectacular. Yeah, they've done a really good job. What I don't get though is they haven't updated the C series, like the C class series. So like the yeah. C sixty, this like the C sixty three, C forty three, C three hundred. None of those have the updated infotainment. They've got all digital drivers displays, but they don't have that flowing display. Like, but like the new B class does, and it's like I don't get that. Why doesn't the C class have it? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, and then obviously the E class does. Also, uh, side note, uh, Mercedes doesn't have the E sixty three S wagon in Australia. They only have the sedan. They don't have the coupe. They don't have the wagon. They just have the sedan. Oh. Disappointing. Yeah, just weird. Yeah, really, really disappointing. They have the C63S wagon. But mm. You and your wagons. Speaking my of wagons. Wagon, wagons. Is um, it weekly wagon time? I think it is. What have you got for us today for the this weekly week, wagon? This week, Bede, we're talking about the Audi A4 All-Road. Yeah, okay. It's rugged sex on wheels. The 2020 version, I presume? Yes. Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? It looks fucking sick. I mean, all wagons look good, but this one in particular looks rather nice. Okay. Um, comparing to last week, it's a very different wagon. Oh, yeah. Especially. Yeah. Last week was a tasty budget version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a budget version wagon. This is a, um, I don't know. Who would you say the market is for this wagon? Would you buy one with the money? Probably, actually. Hmm? I could definitely see this being like, you know, someone who doesn't like the big SUV. Yeah, Some, a, a wagon man, but with a family to think about, you know. Yeah, a wagon man. <laughs> I'm a wagon man. I don't know. It looks good. It's got a like a good ride height, considering what it um what it is. It looks rather sporty, but also utilitarian in the sense that you know, big wheels, bit of a bit of a lift. Yeah, it's actually it's a really interesting car. Yeah, and they. they like the all road and like the VW all track are really uh, interesting, mm. um, but like like they're comfortable, like quiet, like they're nice, like these ones especially. But they're like they fall into that weird category of like normal wagon SUV, mm. but I just don't think they're as SUV, and they kind of pass more as a a car. But they've still obviously got that all wheel drive. Like I don't think I take this on the beach. You can. That's what I was. It's got an off-road. It does. Load. It does. You know. I, I mean. I think if yeah. You're really it's game, probably a little bit too nice to take. Like I, I don't think you, you wouldn't take it over to Morton. No. I, I think that'd be irresponsible. Maybe you put a lift kit on it. Uh, that'd be look weird. We would. I'm sure you could do it though. Oh, I mean, you definitely could. You can put lift kits on. We could probably try it on a on a VW. <laughs> we could try. Put yeah. a lift on a Golf. Yeah. <laughs> People would uh, think the strangest people if we did that and took it over to Morton. Yeah. Be like, nah, just proof of concept. It'll, it'll be fine. Just slap a... Or a Passat all track. So, a lot of people say... Like this... Uh, okay. A few stats. Um, you got your 
fuel 6.6 to 6.8 liters per 100 kilometers this new 2020 version has a um, very much almost invisible mild hybrid system don't know how much it's actually helping with the performance um, it delivers 180 kilowatts and 370 newton meters of torque from a two liter turbocharged four cylinder uh, it's obviously got that quattro all-wheel drive system um, audi's newest kind of infotainment system um, the version that we're looking at is gray with a brown interior and it looks sexy as shit mm. um, so this is operating on a 12 volt hybrid system yeah okay. um, but it's it's not a lot of there's not there's not a lot going on for no. it I, I was just looking um they, they claim that it's a 6.1 second to 100 yeah which that's is pretty good we're pretty good for a wagon i like that um the other thing is storage space is huge Absolutely. on this like oh you could fuck in the back of this wagon easily <laughs> like i'm a bigger person and i don't think i'd struggle no it's down well like um the the boot without the seats down is just under 500 liters which in itself is is pretty significant but fold down the the back seats and it triples so it's now 1500 liters plenty of space to do plus um, it comes with roof racks so you can always put more on the top yeah it's great it's a great car yeah it it should be getting to australia march to june ish so if i had the money i'd get one yeah, probably. Hey. However, there was a big turn off the other day. I saw an old couple in an Audi A4. It wasn't an all. Ro- it wasn't an all road, but it was an Audi A4. Yeah. And I got very much turned off it. <laughs> but maybe who knows? They could be adventurous fuckers in the back of that wagon. Who Ooh. knows? They might be the kind of grey nomads that you know sometimes have a caravan to go around in, or sometimes they take the A4 for a weekend road trip and they. You know, they drive up to the Blue Mountains and they have a quick cheeky route on the top of the mountain. <laughs> Who knows? Old people are adventurous and what they do in their spare time beats mm. me. But, you know, the fact that they were driving a wagon, I love it. Maybe the wa- the man is a wagon man. <laughs> I don't think she was a wagon woman. And the price is not too bad. The estimated price, at least. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it, let's say, okay, it's expensive. But for it's not a, too bad. A, it's a, a only well, like almost $80,000. A well-performing wagon. Yeah, it's a luxury vehicle. Yeah not bad no no i'm sure when the price comes down as well it'll also be nice yeah it'll be great but um yeah that's our weekly wagon yeah it sure is um is that your catchphrase now b it sure is it sure is no i'm thinking about small cars i guess i was i wanted to know your opinion on mini coopers as a company as a car brand what's your take on it it's a fucking can of worms right there. Isn't is it? it? Fucking is, is open, this, open is, the can of worms for me there, Bede. Are we opening the weekly rant? It is the weekly worms. rant. Here we go. We, we were a bit undecided on the weekly rant this week, but as yeah. soon as you brought it up, I had a very strong opinion <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, I would say Mini Cooper, in my mind, is one of the most bipolar things that goes through my brain every, every time I think about it. I can go from one minute seeing one on the street and being like, damn, I'd love a Mini Cooper. I'd love to drive one of those cars around. And the next minute I'm looking at them and I'm like, fuck, this is a shit car. I don't want this car at all. I can't I just, make my mind up on I them. I just know so many people that are like super hyped up about some of the, like the sportier minis. They're like, oh, how cool is this? I'm like, eh. Sporty minis. Right. Okay. Let's, I was looking at one. So the 2020 um, mini John Cooper Works GP, right? So this is like their top tier performance. Um, good exhaust, 
decent cornering speeds, digital instruments, like the works. Like for Australia, it's about uh, $64,000. Decent price. Pretty, pretty decent price. However, it's still pumping in the mid fives for a zero to a hundred. Yeah, that's not good for a, a like top spec fast top spec. version. Yeah, I don't like, know. It like, looks sporty. There's no rear seats though. There's like kind of racing seats that still are quite big. Um, it, it's turbocharged. It's obviously based on a BMW still. Um, they've got that weird circle thing in the middle, but just like this infotainment screen is actually not that big. Um, I assume it's got Apple CarPlay. Like it's decently specced out, but it's just most of them have half decent specs. I just there's something about the look of them for me that doesn't scream anything exciting. Yeah, look, them doesn't look luxury. It doesn't look super fast. It mm. doesn't look sporty. Yeah, it just it's very square, and it reminds me of Mr. Bean, and I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah, it reminds you of Mr. Bean. Yeah. I, I will say that in some of the minis, this John this this John Cooper Works GP is pretty cool. Their wheels are cool. They have big brake calipers. There's a little a small spoiler at the back, which is really cool. Good aero, and obviously it's got the Union Jack tail lights at the back, brake lights at the back, which yeah. I think are really cool. But uh, in terms of the fact of it being a performance car, it's just not great. No, and Cruises. especially for the price, you'd be expecting something with yeah. a bit more performance. It, and it's, this one's track focused, and it's still just not. Not fast. I haven't heard it, but it's just I, I don't know. I just I'd prefer something else for the price. I like, like the that's, that's, I like the brake lights a, that you're talking about, but they don't yeah. look like the um the back itself doesn't look great. No, it's a bit funny, and it's two doors. It, I think it'd feel very zippy. But yeah. In terms of flat out speed, not not there. No, not there for me at all. But yeah, ju- like just minis in general. I just I I sit on such a fence of I don't know if I actually like them or not. I can never make my mind up. I don't think I'd drive one personally, but I'd like no. to drive one. I've, I've driven nowhere near a, a nice sporty version. Yeah. Just like a, I don't know what it was. It was some sort of Cayman or I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know. It just didn't feel very exciting. It's a small car. So yeah, it was zippy, you know, but I think you get that with most small cars, especially with like how far forward the front wheels are and everything. Yeah. It's very, mm. but I don't know. I, I'd take a Golf over it. Especially Golf R. Oh yeah, even a GTI, sure. even a manual GTI, would be fun. Especially I'd take that, a manual GTI, especially I'd... that new GTI TCR. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting car. I'd really like to drive one of those. Yeah, no, that would be nice. You, you're updated on what they are. We've covered. Yeah, those no, ones. I've had a look at yeah. that. Um, so for those who don't know, the GTI TCR is basically a Golf R engine in a Golf GTI. So same turbocharger, puts out the same specs, but it's just running on a front-wheel drive system instead. Um, I don't know what that would be like. Interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, some people put incredible numbers into those GTIs, like just tuning them, because they're basically the same engine, but stock standard, they just come with a smaller turbocharger. Yeah, but all that power to the front wheels. Mm. Mm. It slips, apparently, once they get into like oh, your high course. Powers. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even the, um, the performance GTI that our mutual friend has. Yes. Like when I still don't think he should have bought that. No, that was no. one of the stupidest things I'd heard. <laughs> well, didn't you say his plan was to get an RS3? I, I think that's what he said. Um, but so he bought. He went from a normal, a standard Golf to a GTI. Yeah. So I he think, had the um, not enough of a gap. There's not enough of a jump there. Was he? Did he get a two door or four door GTI? Four. Okay. Thank fuck for that. Yeah. No, I, I just 
it when you hit it hard off the line, it just I'm I'm demonstrating front wheel drive spin yeah. burnout mode. Yeah. Yeah. I, out, you can't yeah. see me, obviously. Yeah. Um it's but yeah, no, I, I just not not the No, not a fan. Not the biggest fan of that. No, no, I, I love GTIs. Oh I'm not a fan of that upgrade. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. He, well, he was aiming for something else and it was like he didn't need a car and I just don't see I just feel like people He should have bought a Ducati bike. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he had an extra bit of cash. He had a car. He could have just upgraded yeah, he, and got a yeah. cool bike. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to get a bike, so you know. But bike no, ride. but what I'm saying is just we've gone off topic here from Binnings, but we're still ranting. <laughs> we're weekly ranting. Yeah. I just I don't think that he got the grasp of like car people get that a GTI is cooler than a normal golf. But mm. for the general population, they're like, it's still a it's golf. It's just a golf. It and looks it's the just same. like, but like, the thing is, they won't know the difference if someone's driving a golf R though, but you get a shitload more performance. Yeah. And sound and launch. Whereas His GTI, GTI does sound pretty good now. He's yeah, done yeah. a bit of work to it. Oh, okay. But you know what I mean though? He could yeah, have just no, got an older golf R. Ooh. I think it would have been just as good. I think the reason why he didn't was another friend of ours has an older R, mm. so it would have been just like copying. But There's that's so not really any them, way to no. look at life. We I have the same gulp. Yeah, but that was coincidental. I didn't go out and no, buy one after We were soulmates, bid. <laughs> <laughs> we were intertwined through yes. the galaxy. Um, what have we got up next? Oh, so we're talking about a performance sort of mini here. Yes. And that led me on to wanting to talk about a kit that Poseidon is making. So Poseidon's an aftermarket tuning company and they usually offer upgrade kits to a bunch of like relatively performancey cars already. Yeah. So they've just made a new one for the new AMG A45S, mm. which in itself is already a fast car, a fast little hot hatch. Very. It's, it's pretty tasty. So I think the um, 0 to 100 is 3.9 seconds for the AMG A45S. Yeah. Yeah. So what they've done is they've made some adjustments to the turbocharger and they've retuned the ECU. Yeah. So with the adjustments to the ECU, they were able to make an increase of 76 kilowatts and 100 newton meters of torque. So now what does it pump So out? it puts it up to 386 kilowatts and 600 newton meters of torque. Jesus shit. Which is a... a big old increase so that equates to a 0.5 second quicker zero to 100 time which is relatively well it's not relative that's bloody significantly Fuck faster. Me. that means it launches from zero to 103.4 seconds 3.4 seconds which Holy is just shit. like huge increase for, for literally just tuning so a couple episodes ago we were talking about we we're like maybe they're just retuning their old this is engines. sorry i will point out sorry this isn't this isn't tuning the turbocharger this is swapping out the turbocharger yeah adjustments yeah. to it so that it's a new one yeah um, and it's max speed is now 324 kilometers an hour yeah which is fast you know I don't know. <laughs> and they unrestricted it. I'm pretty yeah, sure it yeah. used to be restricted. So yeah. with the new increase and unrestricting it. Um, yeah, it's fucking fast, man. Like, um, just to be able to do a tune. Like, I don't know how much that would, like, it would cost, but fuck it. Uh, just a tune on the ECU alone will take it to 342 kilowatts and 560 newton meters of torque. Yeah, and okay. then the dash from 0 to 100 will take 3.6, which is still fucking quick. Yeah. Um, 
that this is obviously also available on the new CLA 45S and the GLA 45S, which is obviously based on the same A platform. Yeah. I like the CLA 45S. I think that's one of my, the, the, like one of my most favorite cars. It's a really sexy design because it's like that coupe styled four-door, four-door sedan. Mm. Not well, a big fan of the GLA 45S. Uh, what's interesting though with this too is that, so just to re, re um, talk about the figures, it's 386 kilowatts and 600 newton meters of torque. Mm-hmm. That's what it is increased to. The Mercedes AMG C63S, which has twice as many cylinders as this, is only 375 kilowatts and 700 newton meters of torque. So you have more kilowatts, but less newton meters of torque. Yep. With half the cylinders. Yeah, well, this the is their most, 60, the most the powerful engine they've ever created. Yeah. Okay, let's put this in, into context. So this makes, with this tune, this makes 517 horsepower, horsepower right? Yeah. Um, when we were talking about Koenigsegg with their two-liter three-cylinder, that puts out 600 horsepower. Mm. That's a couple more horses. A little bit. But that's also when that's running on fucking volcano ethanol. Yeah, which I yeah. I I wouldn't want to have a car that runs on. Why? I don't know, just volcano. <laughs> volcano. No, it's just, just it's, ethanol a vo- it's volcano hole. powered. It's, just, it's too much mucking around. I just can, want to be able to pull up the get server. it. Surely we can get it somewhere in Australia. The specific ethanol or just a racing fuel? A racing fuel. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I know. Two of my mates have converted some of their cars. Jesus. Yeah, I don't like, like E10 a super though. and stuff. So it's a bit fucking. Some people rate E10 so much, and I, I hate like it. That. It's so bad. I don't even it's actually think less cars efficient. are available. It's not, not for golf. No. No. They say it fucks it up. It fucks up most cars, even though they're rated for it. it actually, yeah. My granddad had a debate with me about it. And he was like, <laughs> E10's great. And I'm like, you're actually dumb. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just Whoa. said, I, I said, you're wrong. And he said, no, I'm not. And I <laughs> you're said, entitled to your wrong opinion. I, no, I, but I was just like, <laughs> but like, you've just backed this up with nothing. And you just think that just because it's a bit cheaper, it's great. But it's just, it's actually worse for your car and it's actually less efficient than using 98 fuel, 95 yeah. or 98 fuel. I don't know about 91, um, but yeah, it's worse for the engine and it's just, it's actually worse for your fuel efficiency mm. overall. But yeah, yeah. he rated it. Mum uh-huh. told us to shut up really quickly because I was just very passionate about the issue. <laughs> uh, talking about passionate though, uh, mm-hmm. this is a bit of a stretch of a segue, but we can, um, <laughs> we can move on to our camera topic today. What well, we're passionate about cameras. We are pretty passionate about cameras, particularly we've been looking forward to this for a little while. It's the new DJI Mavic Air 2. Yay, we finally got the release specs. They yeah. released it. It's out. Yeah, so I'm keen for this drone. Yes. Like, what yeah. should we talk about first? There's so many good points about this drone. Let's I think talk they've about pretty the... much nailed this all, all around. Um, okay. Let's start with, like, let's say video footage. So, do you want to go through the um, video capabilities? 4K at 60 frames a second. And 1080p at 240 frames a second, which is, which is like really cool. Yeah. It's the first DJI drone to do 240p at full at full HD. I'm I'm actually pretty sure it's the first to do 240p at any video quality. I have a feeling. I have a feeling you're right about that. Yeah, which would I be know, just great I know the Phantom Phantom Fours all did 120, which is fantastic. But 240 is just another level of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like um, the 120p looks great for slow mo. Like. Yeah. B-roll and stuff, but it bump it up to 240, you can Absolutely. get some really cool shots. We're getting that. in some really cool drone territory here yeah. where the technology is just amping up and I'm just fucking loving it. Like, mm. 
I've got obviously the Mavic Mini, which we've discussed before. Yeah. But this is like, I'd put this immediately onto my list of buying. Cause yeah. I just, I can't, I, I don't think I could walk past this drone without buying it. So let's go over some of the other specs. Yeah. Um, very exciting. 8K time lapse, mm. um, which then brings us into it actually. Rumors coming up to it were saying it would do a stitched 48 megapixel image. Mm. Um, turns out now it's actually just a 48 megapixel yeah. camera. Which is uh, cool. And it shoots raw. Yes, it, it does. And it's, it's operating off a half inch sensor. So it's not the full inch. It's not a one over 2.3 inch. So it's slightly bigger. Mm. Should have slightly better noise performance um, overall and just capture a bit more data. The footage um, from it looks really good. It not, looks not from stunning. DJI. Obviously, DJI always puts out really good looking footage. Yeah, obviously. But I've seen YouTubers who have done a few reviews on it. Yeah. And their footage looks really good. Absolutely. Like, maybe not as good as the Phantom 4 or whatever, but like they're significantly more expensive, bigger, more professional drones. Yeah. This, for the compactability, how easy it is to use, it's just really, really good quality image. Yeah. Um, does HDR. Yeah. You're running on OcuSync 2.0, which is the same out, as, uh, out of the Mavic 2 Pro. Yeah. And which is a really really big increase it went from what 4k's to it's yeah so but the mavic 2 pro runs on ocusync 2.0 and that gets an 8k range this goes to a 10k range mm. which is great and 1080 streaming footage back to that new remote yeah controller. So, so the old one the old mavic air had a range of 4k and it was only be able to transmit 720p yep so huge increase huge there. Increase. Huge. Uh, we've got a thirty-four minute flight time, which is another massive increase. Huge increase. We were we were loving mine when we got thirty minutes out of it. When they said you've yeah. got thirty minutes of flight time in a Mavic Mini, and we were just like, "Fuck, that's incredibly good." Mm. And, and for this to be with three batteries, and then longer this is yeah. for a bigger drone, better quality footage. Yep. That's spectacular. Yeah, and then a thirty-three minute hover time. Um, we've got a top speed of sixty-eight kilometers an hour, which is just four kilometers an hour below the Mavic. Two pro, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is. Um, that's really good wind performance. Pretty happy with that. You'll be able to take this out in a lot of decent conditions, and it, and it's pretty well priced. Yep. Yeah. So like the fly more. What did you say that was the? Okay. Well, let's start with the standard. So the okay. drone by itself is fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's a, that's an increase over obviously over the Mavic Mini, but that's also a thousand dollars less than the Mavic Two Pro. Exactly. And five hundred less than the Mavic Two Zoom. Yep. Uh, and then the Flymore combo is 1900 What do you get with a Flymore combo okay. usually? This is also a bit exciting. So yeah. you get your three batteries, obviously with 34 minutes flight time each. Plenty of flight time. You get there. the multi-charger yep. to put all the batteries into. I have a feeling you get a car charger. Okay. And this time they're actually including three ND neutral density filters in oh, wow. with it. Yeah, okay. For obvious for video work. You so obviously get the yeah. propellers as well too. Yes, yeah, that. extra propellers. So you've got yeah, the, the filters is actually really exciting because yeah. usually you have to buy them separately yeah, and they're awesome. relatively expensive. They're yeah. like a couple hundred bucks for some good set. Yeah, like so usually a cinema set's about, uh, like they include six to eight and that'd be mm. about 280. Yeah. Or it's about a hundred for three. So this is this is well worth, this Flamo oh, yeah. is well worth it because the batteries sold separately at $200 each. And this is only a four hundred dollar increase. So anything bonus over the two batteries that you get is, is basic. Money. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, for nineteen hundred dollars, I just think it's just it's so worth it. It's yeah. just that it's just such a that's just such a good combo. And it's obviously um, it's a bit heavier than the old Mavic Two. Um, it's it's still running on three axis gimbal stabilization, which is fantastic. 
Um, we've seen the results from my Mavic Mini on two axes for those um, long exposures mm. that came out incredibly. So I'd be yeah, loving to see this, especially with those 8K time lapses. Um, but yeah, 1900 for this drone is just fantastic. Mm. I, 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 I can't go past it. It's on my list. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. we should both get one. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so the weight has increased a little bit over the old Mavic Air, but for the quality increase and all the features increase, I think you're willing to put up with it. Yeah, well, it's, Especially it's pretty that, minute too. What that, was the old weight? Do you know? 400 and something. It's about 100, it's about 100 grams 100 heavier. Grams. That's worth it. I mean, absolutely. you barely notice 100 grams in your backpack. Yeah. Um, and 400 this is would be also, over the... This is a 13-minute flight time increase. Yeah. So the battery's going to be... Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Over 50% increase in battery life from the old one. So the old one had a 21-minute flight time. And this has got 34. Yeah, it's just a great all-rounder. It, it ticks just about every box I can think of for a compact drone. It's you know still really light, really compact. Controller's new. I like it. It looks different. Don't know how I feel about the fact that you might not be able to put a tablet in it, but mm. the fact that you can, um, the phone is now above rather than below the controller, I think it works well. Yeah. Because that's where your eyes sort of look at. You don't want to be It also looks below. really ergonomic as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it just, yeah, ticks every box for me. Yep. I think um, a lot of YouTubers, especially Casey Neistat, if you've seen, has those, um, they use the chart of like price quality. Yeah. And this, I think, falls right into the sweet spot of, um, not even just price quality, but price quality portability. Yeah. Like this is just ticking every box in that regards. Like yep. this is still small enough that if you're rocking a decent mirrorless system or even just like a low profile um, DSLR system with just one or two lenses, like my smaller camera backpack could probably easily fit this drone yeah. with all its accessories like folded in into it, like the backpack nicely with a camera system still in there. For sure. And, like, you could easily go for a hike with it. Yeah. Like, and I like, just think that's incredible. Any any more quality than this, for at least right now, is... Yeah, sure, it's nice, but it's not necessarily needed. I think this is, you know, as high of a quality tier as you need for something and what you'd expect for something. So, yeah, my thing with drones is... Um, you've obviously got like the really high-end professional drones, which are just like hold red cameras. Yeah. And then you've obviously got a little bit lower than that and you've got the Inspire 2. And then you fall into the Mavic 2 Pro and the Phantom 4 Pro. And they're called prosumer drones. Like yeah. they're prosumer. However, if you're looking at like um, photographers and videographers who aren't on those huge like cine projects, like they're actual professional drones. Yeah, like they're professional sure. workhorse drones that you actually use to make content and produce content. You know what I mean? Like, I I wouldn't have an issue taking a photo with one of these and selling it to someone on a huge canvas. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with what is it, forty eight megapixel? Yeah, uh, yeah, or yeah, Easy. like I, I just like they're classed as prosumer. They're priced for a, a pricier prosumer, mm. but they're still professional. I mm. I classify them as a professional tool. Because if you think about it, if someone's making like a, um, say for like a sports team or something, if you just need a quick like 10 second clip, you're not going to need an Inspire. You could put a Mavic 2 Pro or this new Mavic Air 2 up there and get slow-mo 4K 60 with really decent light and like obviously an HDR and you'll get some incredible looking cinematic footage. Yeah, you would. Like just, 
And obviously we've actually forgot to mention this. We didn't have it in our notes, but this has actually got all improved tracking. Okay, yep. cool. So just all new levels of tracking and everything. Cool. Just have to excuse the dogs barking in the background. Yeah. Probably someone out in front. We were going to pause it again, but you know, we're just going to keep it rolling. Yeah, it should be fine. Uh, speaking of... Canon. No, actually <laughs> we had another thing to go off for DJI. Um, Mavic Mini update. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to me. quickly touch on that. Um, there's a, a pretty significant software upgrade coming to the Mavic Mini. Yep. Um, and it's not going to cost anything, which is nice because it could be something you'd see them charging. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's pretty exciting. What it means is you can now have manual white balance and exposure. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is pretty big for people who want photography out of their drones. Yeah. Because before it was all automatic. Yeah, it was. Which, I mean, which isn't the end of the world. I usually usually use auto white balance anyways. Mm, yeah. But exposure is a big one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little bit frustrated with having auto exposure for video. Yeah. I think it's a great, yeah. great little feature. Especially because like the, the photo, we talked about it last week. The photo you took that was a long exposure of the beach looked spectacular, and that it was did. in auto. Yeah. Now that no, you're no, able... no, sorry, that was not in auto. It wasn't. Oh, have you already got the firmware update? No, no, no. It's ma- it's manual control for video. We've got manual control for photo, but it doesn't take raw photos. But it's this is manual controls for video. Right. Yeah, it's only auto for video at the moment. Far more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I haven't used your drone, I didn't no. realize. Okay, well, that, that's even better. Auto video. Yeah. Uh, not manual video. Excellent. Yeah. I like it. Hmm. Cool. It's good. It's good. It's oh, that's a, a nice little, little touch that I thought I'd put in, and now I, I learn more about it. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, I have a surprise, surprise, Canon rumor. Or not Canon rumor. This is just something Confirm. Canon's coming out with. So with everyone switching to the digital revolution of working at home, as we all are. Mm. I will make a side note. We both tried to get into a shoot this morning. <laughs> I woke up... So I finished a night shift at 7 o'clock this morning. I'd been on for 12 hours and I was very tired. But I stayed up specifically to go to this shoot at 9am in the morning and zoom into it. And we waited maybe half an hour before our tutor finally emailed us and said, oh, hey, I was actually trying to run two shoots at the same time with two different groups of people and it didn't work. And so they've just rescheduled us. I don't even know. I might actually have a shift next week. I, I, I haven't even checked, if I'm going to be honest. So we'll just see what happens. But I can't really be bothered to go into a break room or something and try and zoom in for an hour. Yeah, no. I mean, it'd probably be better for me because everyone in my my ward, yeah, student-wise, is in my yeah. shoot thing too. Yeah. So Not for but me. But the fact that we're getting technical difficulties when we're this far into it, kind of annoying. Well, not even a technical difficulty. It was more of just a her stuff up, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> point the finger. Yeah, point point the finger. Lovely lady, but you not really the technology. most technically savvy. Yeah. Um, anyway, back onto, you know, people Skyping from home. They're video conferencing. It's a dynamic workforce. It's a dynamic workplace. People mm. are turning up in a polo and shorts or a, a tie with no pants on. News um, reporter. <laughs> yeah, news reporter got caught out. Um Canon has uh, a software solution that allows EOS, uh, certain EOS um, interchangeable lens cameras to be used as a high-quality USB webcam. Yeah. 
It's it's it works like a the, the utility app that most people download onto their desktops if they shoot Canon. It's yes. called webcam utility. So you download that, you plug your camera in through the whatever cable you need. Yep. Um yeah, and then it just is an option for your video display, you can turn it straight on. Do you reckon we could use a one DX Mark Three? <laughs> Surely. I'm sure it would be one of the options. I'm I'm pretty confident that it's just about all of the interchangeable lens cameras and then it's only some of the power shots. Um, a power shot would actually be really useful, especially if it's a power shot with a one-inch sensor. That yeah. would actually be a really decent webcam. Yeah, it would. I must say. Because it's got that decent zoom on it as well. Or like, you know, an M50 or an M- M6 Mark II. Yeah, I mean, you just any want to make sure your audio. Yeah, really. You just want to make sure your audio is really nice. You yeah, well, you just set up shoot a, with a Blue Yeti or something like that. <laughs> becoming a pretty, pretty spency setup system. But I guess if you're buying it brand new and you're working from home, it's all tax deductible. Yeah, plus, I mean, most the, the the reason why this is so beneficial is because it's for people usually who have the camera lying around already. Yeah, the creatives, all the creatives that need that in. high qual for all their artsy projects. We could yeah. do it. We, we could. give it a go. Oh, I'd actually I don't know tempted. if Australia's internet connection would actually survive with our mass, mass data of DSLRs streaming yeah. over the internet. High quality audio, high quality video over Australia's less than substantial NBN system. Less than high quality. Yeah. Uh, another Canon. We, I do promise this week, we actually do have, I forgot to write it in, but there is a Sony rumor this week. We're not just oh. going Canon, but okay. I will mixing stick with the Canon up for the second. Yeah, we're, we're mixing it up. We're mixing it up like a bowl of sugar and milk. Uh, I don't know why you'd mix sugar and milk, but anyway. Oh, that actually reminded me of something. Just to side note rant, I watched a video of an American trying Australian snacks and he got Milo and put it in a bowl of a bottle of water. What? How disgusting is that? What? I don't know how he fucked it up so much. Like there's literally instructions on the back and he's still just poured into a bowl. And mm. of course the veggie might think he's read the instructions on a tube of A, don't buy tubes of fucking Vegemite. You buy a fucking jar because there. tubes are fucking stupid. And he's like, oh, it's really thick. And it's like, like this, the box, it was like an Australian snack box that obviously gets delivered to America. And the specific instructions are, do not use like Nutella spread thinly over a cracker or slice of toast. Yeah. And I'm like, appropriate, appropriate message. Maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't be completely disgusted. Dude puts it on like he's putting on I don't even know. I don't even know what you, you put like that because it's such a thick substance, Vegemite. And he mm. squirted it on this piece of bread, not toast. And like, he's mm. just done like big squig, like circly squiggles. And it's like a thick paste. Doesn't use a knife to like thinly scrape it on. Oh. And he takes this huge bite out of it. And he's like, oh, it's so salty. And it's like, A, it's supposed to be salty. <laughs> B, put butter on it first. C, use a piece of toast and spread it thinly like it said. You did the opposite and then it, it was disgusting and you just were shocked by that. And it's like, oh, it's just like, oh, don't put your hand near the crocodile. It will bite your hand off. And like this person goes up, pats it, bites your hand off. And it's like, oh, why did it do that? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Like you did the exact opposite to what I told you to do. Another one of the brilliant Ollie analogies. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to back to Canon. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Um, back to Canon. Okay, we were previously told two EOS M bodies coming in twenty twenty. Yep. Um, 
This may be impacted by the current events coming on, hmm. but um, one would be a follow-up to the highly popular M50. Yeah. Um, and then the second will hopefully be a flagship M body, like a flagship, and it will be above okay. the M6 Mark II. Yep. So it won't be a flagship like a 1DX Mark III, but it will be an EOS M body, like greater durability and performance than what you'd spec from an M5. Like it's like okay. an M5 follow-up, but hopefully it's actually a lot better. Like, yeah, okay. We don't have a lot more information than that at the time. This is a very like just unsubstantiated rumor, but mm. this is this is what they're thinking. This is what's kind of in the pipeline for it. I wonder what market they'd be targeting with like a top tier M5 sort well, of thing. I've thought about this. An APS-C shooter for sports loves APS-C, obviously, for the crop factor, like yeah. myself. Mm. That new M6 Mark II is basically a 90D, but mirrorless, so it's got better, a better focusing system, Yeah, which is what mirrorless obviously allows. The body, however, is where it lacks. So it does the 4K uncropped at 30 frames a second. It has 10 frames a second shooting. It has those mass... Um, mass amounts of autofocus points it's got a 32 megapixel sensor obviously APS-C still able to put like normal Canon lenses on it with an adapter that they obviously sell um, where it lacks is the body quality it's a small body like I, I wouldn't want to use one the only reason I'd hold back from getting one is because of the body the specs yeah. are fantastic um, yeah that's fair and it also just uses a single card slot so what I hope for this camera because we've got no specs. What I hope would personally be a slightly larger body. I'd say probably if they put it slightly below the 90D in size, mm. like just, you know, like you get that kind of slimmer profile, like an A, like a Sony A series camera, like an yeah. A7 III or something, that kind of size. Yeah. You know, obviously then put a battery grip on it. Like it's not a small camera, it's not a big camera, but it, it's good enough in the hand because that's a, that's a big important thing, especially when you're shooting a lot of photos. You want that you want to be able to have that in-hand feel. Yeah, no, yep. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'd like a viewfinder on the top. Yep. So you can actually look through it. And you don't just have to use the back screen. Yeah. Still got great video features, great photo features, better weather durability, um, and dual card slots. Put, yeah, put, I don't know about the dual card slots. Put two SD cards. You'd hope so, considering Please. they're saying maybe it's going to be flagshipy. But Yeah. You never know. Um, still nothing updated on that 7D Mark III as well. I no. think it was just a mistake. Could have been, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Big rip. Yeah. That's all right. I'll just go to full frame. Yeah. Now. So Does that wrap up our camera section of no, the No, week? Do you no. Have no. More? We're we have doing more. Sony, remember? I did. I did forget that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is also not a... It's not a... It's, this is a possible leaked spec sheet of the new Sony of a new Sony APS-C censored camera mm. right so if those, for those of you who don't know um, Canon Rumors is a lot more reliable than Sony Alpha Rumors <laughs> <laughs> as pointed out by um, Jared Polin on Frono's photo on multiple occasions yeah. um, however this well, well, it's just something to talk about so um, they're not sure what kind of body it's going to be in but um Sony is apparently going to launch a proper high-end model of their of an APS-C camera, so probably an A7000, right? Yeah. Um, so the spec sheet leaked. It's going to have a 43 megapixel sensor and record 8K 12-bit video. Wow. Okay. Yep. That's and 16-bit depth for image stills. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is um, but that's about all we've got. It's back illuminated and stacked for the 
sensor, which is good, um, has a rolling shutter function to obviously get rid of that. You know, hopefully this will, I don't know. I'm still, I still can't get around Sony. There's something about them that I can't get around. I don't yeah, know whether it's the price of the lens or the fact that the menu system shit or the bodies are a little bit funny or I don't know. There's just something about them. Apparently the focusing is just phenomenal. Their low light performance I've, I've seen is really good for video. Okay. A friend of mine has an A6000 and it was, I saw him like low light video. I was sitting there with my 7D2 yeah. and it just fucking pumped. This, this lens just like lens camera pumped. It was just a 75 to 300 lens on an A6000, nothing special about it. And it just, it provided just great video. Like obviously noisy, but not as noisy as Canon. Yeah. Okay. But if you're doing portrait work, I'd still take the Canon. Yeah. 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 I just and like I, the, I don't choose Sony art camera. lenses over this. Sony lenses. Sigma art lenses, sorry. Yeah. Sigma's lenses are getting better and better too. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. Okay. So that wraps up our camera stuff. <laughs> Finally. I did a lot of talking there. I'm a sorry. Little, a little scripty thing there. So I, I did um, forget about that. But yeah. Yep. So so I think you have our first little thing to talk about with our cool shit topic. Was it the... Um, I do. What is it? It is the Google Pixel Buds 3. No, 2. two. Sorry. Google Pixel Buds yeah, okay. 2. Okay. Let's let's go with the likes versus dislikes on this. Sure. Um. So it's supposed to have improved fit. Um, it now has the hands-free assistant. So the big thing about the Google Pixels when they were released and now the Go- and the Buds 2 is they have a translate feature inbuilt to them. Yeah, I'd love that. to try this. It, I think it'd be awesome. I just think it'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, very good sound for true wireless, supposedly excellent call quality. Um, a funny looking, but apparently very good charging case. USB-C charging um ipx4 sweat resistant slash proof okay yeah. let's get to the not so good um battery life isn't so great at uh five hours yeah apparently it's not as comfortable as some even though it's been improved it's not as comfortable still as some other options um no active noise cancelling or transparency modes and extra features don't work on ios devices only only for android users okay so it's an android orientated device yeah um apparently the sound quality on them is really crispy yes yeah that was one of the pluses yeah um australia they're going to be 275 okay okay that might sound a lot to some people but in in the terms of wireless earbud market that's actually sitting mid-range now yeah because right at the top you've got the sennheiser momentum twos which are apparently just phenomenally sounding. How, how much are they? Wireless, 500. Yeah. And then below free. that, you've got AirPods Pro mm. at 400. Okay. And then you, you obviously work down to whatever you've got. And then at the moment, um, Jaybird X4s are sitting at about $100. Wow. I think when I bought my X3s, they were, f- what, 200 to 250? Right. Well, that's dropped a fair bit then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot of other... I think another thing that they're really known for these Pixel Buds is mm. their integration with the um, Google Assistant and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, the Hey apparently. Google, OK Google, things like that. Yeah, apparently they work really well. Yeah, it did turn on. I did just it? had a look. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fun. That was a uh, Bees Google Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I think that wraps it up um, pretty well. Talking about buds, though, and this is something I'm a little bit more excited about, is. <laughs> Samsung's now talking about 
um, Galaxy Buds X, which is probably their AirPod Pro equivalent. Mm. Um, I don't know if the picture I have here is from Samsung or not, but they look really funky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they look really good. Apparently their um, sound is really good, but something I'm most excited about is they're a little bit more fitness orientated in mm. the fact that you can measure GPS distance, your speed, your times, and more interestingly, your heart rate. So it apparently it has a heart rate sensor in your ear. Oh, they're so weird looking. They do look weird, <laughs> hey? Um, and they can, they look like through heart rate, can talk about calories or estimated calories burned and how hard you're working and whatnot. I think that's just really cool features for a runner because I... Or, or not just a runner, but anyone who does fitness stuff. Like, I always wear a fitness watch to be able to track my heart rate and stuff like that to see how hard I'm working. I but don't. to be able to wear it in your ears, I think it's cool. It looks like a jelly bean. It does. It looks but like a flattened jelly bean. I don't get how it fits in your ear, though. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I have questions. I have I, many, I have, many questions. I have lots of questions. <laughs> so, But mind you, that picture I don't know is confirmed or not. Okay. I just know that some of the stuff they're talking about, it, it's very early stages. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's trademark registration. Level. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay. So, so what, yeah, happen. we looked at a, we looked at a render. And if the render comes true, it's going to be one of the weirdest looking pairs of true wireless <laughs> earphones, if not one of the weirdest pairs of earphones in general ever to be produced. Yeah. If you think of like a, a shiny white jelly bean... And you squashed it flat, slightly, slightly squashed. That's what these look like. And I just don't know how they fit in your ear. Yeah, it looks weird. Oh, it's freaking... Hang on, I'm going to turn off the vibration on my phone. Yeah, you probably should have done that before, but here we are. We had a bit of awkward silence there. Bede's been typing. What are you actually typing, mate? I'm trying to organize something for later. Oh, um, bloody hell. What are we having for dinner? Can we make nachos? We'd have to go buy stuff. Didn't you have to go to the shops anyway? Good point. Can we put this in the podcast? No. Can we please put this in the podcast? <laughs> I uh, think the people deserve to know. I don't think the people really care about they do. our dinner. Okay, well, I'm moving on. Okay. Well, yeah, so um, from the Galaxy Buds, yeah, cool, potential... Um, there We wanted to talk about The next cool thing Was something I found What? That wasn't on the list <sighs> I put it in a different order Okay You can go with your, your LG Velvet Smartphone Yeah That's a shit name <laughs> Let's start off with that Don't name your smartphone Velvet Don't like it Maybe that's the code word, code word. Surely it's the code word Surely they're coming out With something else Anyway Um Let's get some new specs through. So LG phone come out with a 6.8 inch um, full HD plus because it's got a fucking weird aspect ratio. It's a 20.5 to 9 aspect ratio. Um, it's an OLED panel. The phone itself is 6.8 millimeters thick and it comes with a 3D arc design that essentially means the edges of the phone have a featured curved display. Um, it's going to have 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, a Qualcomm Snapdragon 675G chipset. Um, that's a that's a pretty pretty good um, CPU, yep. the Snapdragon 675. Yeah, it is. Um, 5G connectivity, so it's a 5G phone. Big bonus. Um, big battery. Micro SD slot. 
Yep. Dual SIM. Dual SIM. Um, 48, megapixel, 48 megapixel primary shooter, 8 megapixel ultra wide, 5 megapixel depth sensor, um, 16 megapixel selfie camera. Um, it's a water droplet design notch. Uh, yeah, big battery at 4,300 milliamp hours, um, 10 watt wireless charging, which is great. USB-C. Um, yeah. Did you talk about the um, water resistance? Yeah, I think I did. IP68, which is oh, no, actually I didn't. Sorry. pretty um, yep. pretty good. So 1.5 meters for 30 minutes, that sort of thing. That's what it was like dropping in the pool. Yep. Grab it out. You're cool. You know, yep. that's that's good. Sorry, we blitzed through that, but it's not a, it's not a huge thing, but we thought we'd just mention it because we saw it. Yeah, read out some of the specs. 8 gig of RAM is also kind of exciting. Jeez, we talked about it before. Yep. Smartphones are getting more and more RAM. But, Absolutely. Uh, just chuck yeah. in 64, why don't we? <laughs> I'm looking at new computers and I'm debating how much RAM I'm actually going to need in one. Yeah, 16. I'm, Go for 16. But 32. Wow. Okay. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. If you're rendering stuff, sure, 32 could be okay. Yep. Um, Yeah, um, yeah. cool-looking phone. I'd probably... I'm going to either get a 6-core or an 8-core. not getting... Get 8. Quad-core. Get 8. Octa-core. Yeah, look, uh, at the moment, my new MacBook's going to cost around (laughs) $5,500. 32 gig of RAM, 8-core. Yeah. I might as well just get 8 terabytes of SSD storage while I'm at it. Uh, fine. Okay. Um, What's the next thing you had? I I can't read. The, oh, Exodus. I had, sorry, I had I had one more thing. Oh, you did. Yeah, oh. it's going to come in a bunch of cool colors. Um, a, three of them starting with Aurora because you know, Aurora white, Aurora grey, Aurora green, and then Illusion Sunset are the four colors. Just to be different. Uh, yep. And then uh, we'll hear more about this on May seventh when, when it, comes, it out. comes out. Yep. Mm. A worldwide release, but. That could be something. If the next iPhones don't have 5G in them, I'd really like to buy a 5G phone just to see how the speeds go in Brisbane. Once we get more 5G Vegas. towers. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be cool to try. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, this is another one I think we're going to blitz through pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, this is more just a funny thing rather than I came across this when I was talking to a friend today. Sure. Um, this is uh, HTC. You haven't heard anything from HTC recently. That's a good point. I used to have an HTC. I had two HTCs, actually. I loved them as a phone. They were like the leaders of innovation and style at one point, and they had Beats Audio inbuilt for a while. Mm. Lots of cool stuff, and then they dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, anyway, this, this phone is for cryptocurrency mining, and it failed miserably. I don't even know if it's been released yet. Um, I just wanted to talk about it because... It has, yeah, so its its main thing is the fact that it's, yeah, it's built for crypto cryptocurrency mining for Monero, I think, which is a type of cryptocurrency. Um, and, and it makes uh, $0.0038 per day. That's a $0.0038. So not one cent, it's... Third, oh, I can't even. I don't even know what it is. It's le- le- yeah, but the the thing that they're not even a cent. Exciting so like for third, it's like just over a third of a cent a day. Yeah. But then the the thing that's funny is um it would take about a, a century for the phone to pay for itself. A century, or a millennia. Let's have a look. I feel like it was e- it was either a century or a millennia. It was a long time. Uh, so someone ran the numbers and you'd be in line to make just over a dollar a year. You'd be, you'd make $1.387 a year. Yep. 
Mm. Oh yeah, okay. And so the phone's about $237. So it would take you 170 years to pay off, excluding electricity costs. <laughs> I don't know why you have this. I think it's because if you mine them now, hopefully the price will go up. Yeah, well, cryptocurrency is always that's... fluctuating. But yeah. the, the thing that this phone is like exciting about is you can keep your crypto wallet. Yeah on a hardware device mm. so it has its own like storage for it but it's also really secure so lots of people do it on um like just a general pc and that's not the safest way to do it it's also you know having a big device to do it on you can just have a small phone running in the background doing its thing yeah so that's that was the main premise behind this phone so um another lab company said for the for the numbers of an average laptop mining this monero cryptocurrency they can mine about 0.06, so at six cents a day. Mm. But the power it consumes is about um, 15.6 cents a day. So it's running at a loss, whereas mm. this phone does not run at a loss. It runs at a 50% profit margin. There you go. Yeah. Hard to see profit when you're talking about such little bits, but... Absolutely. Sure. You just buy a, thousands, a thousand of these phones. Yeah. That's still not a lot. No. Um, Actually, it's $3.80 a day. But then you're spending $237,000 on phones. Mm. But hopefully the cryptocurrency goes up. I think that would be the premise behind it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, most of the time it has. I don't know if it will now. But, like, can you imagine if you owned a computer that you chucked out, which had, like, cryptocurrency on it back in the day? Ooh, you'd be Could you imagine if you'd used, you mined, like, a thousand oh, bitcoins gosh. at one point and then, like, they went to, like, $3 and you're like, holy moly, I'm going to yeah. sell them. And you sold $3,000 oh, in bitcoins and they went up to 20000 a piece and you would have had $20 million worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, those would have been the days. You know what I would have bought if I had that much money? $20 million. Yeah. What? The next item on our cool list. The the Bartison premium cocktail machine. Okay. Would you buy... <laughs> what would you buy first? A cocktail machine or a coffee machine? Both. <laughs> no, no, not with this amount of money. I, but I just would, like, most, how much is most, the Bartison cocktail? It's not that expensive. When you say not that expensive. $350 US. Oh, actually, yeah, that's not too bad. I was expecting you to say $3,000. Yeah. Um, so stock, it, it, you can use whiskey, vodka, tequila, gin, rum, whatever you like. Mm. What it is, is a machine where you put in all your spirits and water or bubbling water or whatever the fuck. Put your glass under it, and mm. there's a little screen on top where you can select what cocktail you like. Yep. And then from that, you can select the strength you want from it. Mm. And then push the go button, and it just goes zzz, 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 and makes you your cocktail. Sorry, so, can we have that sound effect again? Thanks. Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Oh, you I select like the strength. Yeah, you can. Is there a shit day at work strength? That's a like top, you've just had range. a rough day and <laughs> you've just gone you just you just go like it's like a fuck me strength sure and when you drink it you're like fuck me and then that's 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 the setting that you've chosen and that's what it makes you say when you have it because it's basically just pure alcohol mm. in a glass so so the other just the, attach methylated spirits to it you'll be fine oh no nah, so the other way you can use it and this is a, a capsule version oh yeah is you can buy cocktail capsules mm-hmm so, say you really like, I don't know, rum and coke. It's not much of a cocktail, but it's an option. Or what about like a, a, a mojito? Yeah, a sex on the beach 
sex on the beach or i've never gotten sex on the beach you'd always get really sandy an, a long island iced tea yeah something like that you put the capsule in select your strength Bede, you just completely palmed off my joke yeah i was trying to keep it uh, a little bit more pg no we're not going you know look we talked about having sex in the back of wagons previously let's, in this let's, podcast let's alone. rephrase that no you talked about having sex you agree <laughs> In the back of a it's wagon. A, it's a main part of a wagon podcast. Not a wagon podcast, but a wagon section of a podcast. How can you not match, m- mention having sex in a wagon? Sure. Like, it's the epiphany of having a wagon. I'm sure that's what the design of, of, of wagons thought when they designed a wagon. They said, what kind of car can we have sex in the back of, but still have it as a normal family car? <laughs> and they said, a wagon. Uh, that's what it is. Sure. And then English people call them estate cars. I don't know why. Because they're English. Okay. Back to the cocktails. Um, that's pretty much all I was going to say. Yeah, you get to dispense your um, your cool little cocktail in seconds. You know, don't need to have a whole bunch of different spirits and shake it yourself. I was yeah. doing a little shaking motion there. Does it cool them down, though? Uh, I'd imagine it would come out cold. Hopefully. It would make sense if it did. Because a warm cocktail would just be a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that, that covers the whole uh, cocktail machine there. Um, you had something else to talk about. I did. I'm going to do the bottom one before I do that, that, that one we actually had next on the list. Um, Samsung, you know, with their cardboard boxes for TVs, uh, <laughs> yes. they can now transform into a cat house. Oh, That's great. Cool. It's great for cat people. <laughs> or if you had a really little dog, I guess it could function as a dog house, but... Obviously, the people at Samsung value cats more. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but I don't know. I actually quite like it. I, I like think the it's, idea. You know, something different. It is. It's very different. Uh, it's it's a it's a Korean it's a South Korean technology brand making cardboard boxes that turn into cat houses. Can you imagine the person that they designed like designated this? They said, "Yeah, we're this awesome technological innovation company. You're designing a cat house out of cardboard. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Go nuts." Yeah, that's pretty funny. Anyway. No, I think it's um yeah, weird little. It's weird, but weird cool. little thing, yeah. but sure. It it fell into the cool shit category. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Google, like Apple, is making a smart debit card. Yes. We haven't got the Apple card in Australia. No. No. I wouldn't really want one. No, neither would I. It has to be run through a bank, and obviously Apple set it up for a bank in America. It's a yeah. very American orientated thing. Google will do the same thing. Mm. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's just increased tracking for it. Um, I know at the Apple one, if you buy something at Apple, you get a 1% or 2% like cashback. Yeah, rebate from buying things. Yeah. It looks like this Google one's going to run through a company called Choice Bank. Oh, I've never heard of them, obviously. but No. Um, yeah, look, it, it'll be what it'll be. It's obviously just a lot more tracking but then if Google then has all your data for where you're actually spending money is that then just for their ads more advertising yeah I don't know what they get out of this but like I don't know they're just trying to get every every corner of the market trying to monopolize yeah. the world it'll have a digital card as well as a complete physical card I don't know how this will work for people with Apple though like I don't know um, if you'll actually be able to have it if there's going to be a proprietary app like mm. if there's going to be that good as tracking as um, designated to Android how they'll actually set up the security systems around it but because I know a- Apple's obviously a very closed-off system, and you'll, I think you can pretty much only have an Apple debit card on an Apple device, would be my assumption. Probably. Yeah, yeah they're very much like that. Yeah. And that's just what that, they want to do. Yeah, stock standard. I get that. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it for for this week. Do yeah. You wanna, do we want to do a quick recap for everyone at home? Yeah, sure. Um, we started with the the Mercedes GLE. 53 format yep. the big suv with some cool new stats yeah and i moved on to the weekly sex wagon yep. which was the, the audi a4 a4 all road all road the yeah, 2020 which mm. looked fucking fantastic it did yeah and then um you from there we went on mini to coopers yeah some some downsides to what we think of a mini cooper and but then what about the upsides let's talk about the <laughs> uh, i just don't know <laughs> um from there, we went to the Poseidon. The, it's the, the kit that we talked about is called the RS525 upgrade kit. It's for the AMG A45S. And that and one was the, the turbocharger swap plus ECU tune. Yes. And then they and that pops it to a 0 to 103.4 seconds and pumping it out around Big 517 power. horsepowers. Yes. Horsepowers. And then um, you've obviously got the, the downgraded kit from that where it's just the ECU tune. Mm. And that still pops Pumps it down. Yeah. 3.6 seconds 0 to 100 yeah and the top speed for that first kit was also um unrestricted now at 300 and something yeah kilometers an hour much faster i much don't know cooler, much slow. faster <laughs> compared to the yesco oh god <laughs> compared to the yesco absolute sure. uh, it's a bit um yeah um, um yeah we'll be going from there cameras we talked about the fucking fantastic dji mavic air 2 yeah what and added it to time. both our list of purchases to do in the near future yep very exciting times for that Moving on to our weekly Canon. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the only ca- cameras we talk about, DJI and Canon. Yes. Um, obviously got the software update to allow you to use your fucking big old DSLR as a webcam at home mm. for all your high-quality Zoom meetings with your, your your business people. Yeah. We also talked about the Mavic Mini Air 2 with the new features so that you can adjust your exposure and Why stuff you in the video. Mavic Mini Air 2? I don't know. Mavic Mini 2. Yeah, it's just a Mavic Mini 1. Air just wanted to... It's not I even a 2? No, it's just there's only one Mavic Mini. I think you were supposed to write Mavic Air 2 and you wrote Mavic Mini Air 2 and that's what you've just I, gone I your think, note on. I think that's what's happened. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got the software update on that and sure. then uh, we talked briefly about what we'd like to see in a high-quality um, EOS M body slash flagshipy sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we led into cool shit. You started us off with the Pixel Buds. Yep. You moved on to the weird Jelly Bean Galaxy Buds. Potential there, yeah. The Jelly Buds. Can Um, we call them that? Then you sort of tickled the Galaxy Jelly Beans. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Then you went into something that wasn't on our list, wasn't it? Wasn't? No. The Velvet. Ah, yeah, the Velvet. It's not on me. um... It's on the Google Doc underneath the cryptocurrency yeah That's sorry i did in the wrong order mix things up yeah you touched the surface on the um the velvet smartphone so i went through the surf uh the specs and stuff which is cool and then uh talked about the cryptocurrency exodus phone from htc that we don't know much about because but neither of us are super yeah. switched on with cryptocurrency no more profitable than running a laptop for mining this certain type of cryptocurrency but still not Still would take 170 years to pay itself off. Yeah. If the price of cryptocurrency doesn't increase. Mm, which probably will. Yeah. But, but like yeah. if you, like say these prices went up to like, if you were mining these and you managed to get um, 20 of them, like over uh, 20, like 20 of these, whatever Monero coins mm. over like a year. And then the price increased to a thousand dollars each. Obviously the phone's then paid for itself. Yeah. 
but it all just depends on whether it goes up or not yeah uh you got a speaking then about oh did we talk about the lg velvet yeah, yeah touch that yeah yep. so we went on to the cocktail machine yes Exciting. alcohol alcohol good yep. times i'm not actually as expensive yeah. as what i thought I, I think it could be cool yeah let's get one <laughs> right now let's order we're it. gonna have to review it us dollars um, let's do, yeah we'll do a review okay um moved on to on a to samsung the... cat house yes not in the dog box you're in the cat house <laughs> welcome to the cat house i was trying to make it a thunderdome reference but cat house doesn't sound as cool you could write Thunderdome on it and then your cat can live in the Thunderdome. Sure. <laughs> if that's what and you'd like talked, to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Peanut would actually sit in there. I don't think he'd be very happy. I think he'd look at it and then maybe just like put his nose up at it and then just go sit somewhere else just to piss me off. Sure. Um, For reference, then, Peanut is the cat that Ollie doesn't own. Yeah, that I don't that own lives that lives with, with me. Um, and then Google's Apple style credit card debit yeah, card, which we don't know too much about either. Nah, but duh. I don't know. Not I'm not going to come really. to Australia. Just thought we'd uh, you know, touch on it briefly. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of episode five. I would like to say again, everyone's mm. still in isolation here in Australia. Mm. Our bands are slightly going up. Um, Hopefully next weekend it we, will be nice. Yeah, we keep all the thoughts for everyone struggling in other parts of the world because we know everyone else has actually been hit a lot harder. Um, but yeah, everyone, please stay well. Yeah. Please stay healthy. As always, we've kept within our social distancing guidelines mm. at 1.5 metres apart. Just far enough away for me to not be able to slap feed. <laughs> Safe um, distance. But yeah, you, know, you have a good week. You have a good month. You have a good rest of your year. Yeah. We're going to be back, but you know, we've actually done this podcast, actually, I don't know, on our release schedule. <laughs> We don't really have a, a set release time because I'm the editor and I'm very flaky with what I do. Um, but as always, uh, hit us up on Facebook. Um, we don't have an Instagram yet. Mm. And, um, yeah. That's us for the week.